Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic day here so far. And good morning, Howdy. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here trying to share, and all of a sudden, good. Like, Whoa. <laughs> good morning. How are you, buddy? Not bad at all. We got a little bit to talk about today on this cold, <laughs> wet day. Gloomy. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is the definitely the the end of fall here, and that means we're rolling into the off season here, as far as uh, racing goes on our end. But hey, that doesn't mean we're we're completely done. We got plenty of stuff to talk about here. Uh, big news breaking here this week that you shared on the page was uh, uh, Harley there. Yeah, Harley Davidson pulling all their factory sponsorship out of all motorcycle racing as far as i know uh i know definitely nhra and uh flat track racing that's a big hit to both series um i mean you take you take a company like harley davidson and especially in the nhra they've been dominating in pro stock motorcycle for years now so i mean it's going to shake up pro stock motorcycle racing i don't know if vance and hines will still have a team since they were backed by harley davidson um, so we'll have to see how this plays out. And, uh, I think it really hurts both series tremendously. Absolutely. You know, I, I'll tell you what, I had a, uh, a Vance and Hines on my, uh, shadow back in the day when I had a uh, motorcycle and I know completely different what we're talking about here, but man, they make a good exhaust system. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Woo. I was, uh, always a fan of, uh, Yoshimira. That was my jam when I would had crotch rockets and stuff put a yosh on it but vance and hines has been around the game for a long time and make great performance parts for all makes of uh, motorcycles other than just harley davidson but like i said you know with with them being a, a factory backed team I, I don't know where they stand now i don't know if they're going to be done in the nhra or if they're going to go to suzuki or kawasaki or or you know bring some new manufacturer in who knows right now but i just Harley Davidson calling it quits is not a good thing for uh, racing. So uh, what I see here real quick is a bunch of people just giving you a shout out here. It makes me want to, you look like you're sitting in a, a hotel room in Green Bay ready to go to the game. No, the game's here. <laughs> oh, they're playing the Colts. See, I don't know, that's how much I care about Green Bay. <laughs> they're playing the Colts here. Fair enough. So, uh, real fast. Go Pack Go. So, um, <laughs> Before we go any farther, <clears throat> excuse me, I gotta give a big shout out to one of our longtime supporters, Mr. Brooks Trammell. He finally seals the deal and gets a win in the Monsters of Dirt Pro Late Model Series. Flies That's the all. W there. Was it no? It was, huh? it, it was the limited. Was it the limited? Yeah, it was. The, but hey, no, I'm not gonna take it away from him. He's gonna fly the W there either way. Congrats to him on that. That's a. Uh, a huge, you know, he's, uh, we we talked about it before. You you can go out there, you can win officials, you can go out there, you can win win some other leagues. But uh, you go on the monsters of dirt, you kind of see where you stack up with the uh, the best of the best. There, what what they used to say in the WWF, the cream of the crop. Right, and, and <laughs> you know it's 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 really true. I mean, I can go out and win officials all day long and think, you know, hey, I'm I'm pretty decent. And then getting the monsters of dirt and you get wrung out. But, uh, I, I mean, for me, and I think you're the same way, 
if we can finish top 10 in Monsters of Dirt, that, that's an accomplishment for us. I mean, I feel like I win. <laughs> Kyle, I don't like Kyle, right? Ask me how much. I didn't get much. I got hooked on a new game this week, and uh, uh, last night was kind of a, a binger, if you will. Yeah, you, you tore the hut up. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I repaired it. I repaired it. So, yeah, the dinosaur and the dinosaur was messing the hut up. Oh, so let's see. Tim's got a question here. Here's two questions with team pulling out. Do you see teams changing factories here? And if changing, who would they go to? I mean, I, that's where I honestly, I don't know too much about the, the, uh, the motorcycle side of things. Do you have any better insight yourself on, uh, do you have a answer for that question? I, I mean, okay, so we'll go we'll go both sides here. So flat track racing, um, I, I say a lot of these teams, if they can, you know, because I it, it's all going to come down to a money thing. Because when you have a, a Harley Davidson factory sponsorship backing you, you know, you're not putting a lot of money out of pocket. So now, with them pulling out, unless you can sign on with a, another manufacturer to to back you, or if you have to do it out of pocket. Um, I say some of the teams that have to do it out of pocket may just be done. And now some teams, you know, if you're past champion, stuff like that, you're, you're probably going to get another manufacturer to want to team up with you. But so the flat track side, I'm going to say, uh, a lot of teams are either going to go to, uh, Indian or Honda probably. And, uh, then on the NHRA side, uh, I'd say a team like Vance and Hines, if they do stick around, I don't know if they'll go Suzuki because you have a you know a lot of teams already running Suzuki, so you may go and try to do your own thing and maybe try to get with like Kawasaki, because I know uh, and the reason I throw that out there is because you know two of the fastest production bikes are you know the Suzuki Hayabusa the GSXR 1300 and then you have the Kawasaki ZX14, so I don't know if Vance and Hines would look at taking the ZX14 base and trying to turn that into a, a pro stock motorcycle for the NHRA. Personally, I mean, I would like to see it. You know, it's it's any any auto racing, motorcycle racing, you know, the, the more manufacturers, the, the better racing, in my opinion. And uh, so I, I hope that these teams do stick around and maybe some new programs start. And that's the thing you want to see is the 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 program starting the the kind of the I'm not going to say a resurgence because it's not falling off just yet, but you you don't want to see it fall off when you, when a manufacturer like when we, for example in IMSA when we see Wayne Taylor step away from Cadillac the the idea same with Penske you see them step away from Acura the whole hope and idea is that you don't lose that team and right, somebody's able right. to kind of. Uh, uh, take that over so you see Penske leave with Acura now I understand that's different kind of than a, a manufacturer leaving because now these teams are, are looking for uh, somebody else to fill the seat um, you know Honda I mean they, I, I don't know if they're into uh, motorcycle racing but with their pledge to um, a low carbon or no carbon uh, uh, or no no emissions you know uh, future, how that works out, but uh, um, that's where again, I don't know if that was kind of Harley's 
maybe part of their their driving decision here is, hey, we're selling a lot of these gas-powered bikes, and if we want to lower our uh, emissions here for the future, then we need to kind of step back in this side because we can't step back out of the, the bikes. That's That's our bread and butter. Yeah, I mean... I know Harley's been uh, working on some electric motorcycles, and I think uh, some of your other manufacturers have been too. And unfortunately, that's probably going to be the way a lot of them go. And the reason I say unfortunately is because then that means a lot of racing is going to go to electric. And not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, we, we're still going to have racing, but to me, nothing takes the place of the roar of that engine. That's that's part of the draw and why you want to go to a race you you want to hear the the engine i mean so uh, uh electric just doesn't get it for me i'm sorry i mean that's like the formula, formula e, e. <laughs> it's good racing but just an, mm, when they go by that's no that's not it but and brad says he doesn't see it for uh lasting long that uh, once the economy kind of picks back up after all this stuff that they'll they'll kind of find their way back into it well Here's the way I look at that. They're going to step out. They're going to realize how much they saved, how much they made on the back end, and they're going to go, man, maybe we will rethink this. So that's not going to be necessarily a good thing because I don't know how much Harley being in motorsports drives their sales. Ferrari being in motorsports drives their sales. That's part of their their allure to F1 is, is sales to their vehicles. I, th I think Harley, I mean – you have your core of, of Harley riders that are diehard Harley guys that are, that's what they're going to ride. If they're going to ride, it's going to be a Harley or nothing else. But I think, uh, Harley in the, in the racing aspect of it, you, you bring a lot of, uh, the younger generation in and you, and it allows you to sell the bikes like the V rod and some of these other bikes that Harley's coming out with that are not the traditional road King, fat boy, Electroglide, stuff like that. So I think racing does help sales in Harley. How much? I don't know. <laughs> he says, I love it. <laughs> Lockie, I think he just wants me to say it. Ryan Buchanan. I don't know why. I must be pronouncing that really wrong there. But no, uh, going going forward, like, like we talked about, I, I don't know myself. Um, you gave good insight there, but I don't know myself um, where – uh, these teams look, but at the end of the day, uh, you, you hope somebody else is able to to kind of take that over and it doesn't just dissipate into the air. Yeah, especially uh, NHRA side, man, because you look at the NHRA, they're struggling, period. I mean, you, you shortened up the pro stock schedule, so the pro stocks don't run every race. The pro stock motorcycle schedule is even shorter, I believe. Uh you're, you're losing teams like John Force Racing didn't race at all this year in 2020. Um, NHRA is just, they're, they're struggling. I mean, and now to lose a, a backer like Harley, that that's putting even a bigger dent in them. So, you know, NHRA is on the verge of, in five years, are we going to have an NHRA? Are they even going to be around? Right. No, I, and I'm with you there. We kind of talked about that at the – um, kind of the beginning of uh, checkers and records overall is with uh, when they moved the schedule there, you thought that was a, a, a really bad idea. And I think it kind of showed now, granted this season 
it's not a normal season. There, there's things beyond your your control here. But uh, it's 2020, <laughs> right? But it, it's still. I think it showed. I mean, even at the beginning of the the year when that stuff was available to us um, in the the southern warmer states, um, people people weren't out there. They weren't watching it, and even even when it was on TV and available, people still weren't watching it. So it's it again it, 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 it almost comes to drag racing is kind of that what I've said about dirt racing is unfortunately. I, I think both are fantastic styles of racing, but at the end of the day, I also think both of them are so so uh, thinly spread throughout uh, so many different leagues or so many different series. You have, uh, we, we talked about with the, the dirt, you've got so many different series there with drag racing. Yeah, you've got your NHRA, that's your top, your top dog there, but there's other series that... You, you have IHRA, you have your local drag racing. I mean, you know, you do Tuesday night grudge races out at IRP. Uh, yeah, and then, it, like, you, you brought up a very valid point there. I mean, with dirt, it's the same way. You know, you have your World of Outlaws and your Lucas Oil, your big series, but you got, you know, your local dirt track right down the road that's having a race every Friday and Saturday night that, guys, you don't even know who they are. So, in the same way with drag racing. And the thing is with both of those, I mean, you've got these higher dollar feature, these big events that are televised, but then also like you look at some of the, the lower schedule NHRA races this year. And there's guys that after you add in travel costs, after you add in all that, the, the, the weekend expenditures and stuff like that, you look at running down at a local, local track here and the purse of $5,000 becomes a little more attractive because you don't have to travel as far. You don't have to bring a whole team with you. You're not doing so many different things there. And you're you're losing, once again, that allure of that because you don't have the, the $25,000, $30,000, $40,000 to win. And like I said, these, these guys at uh, drag races, I, I know when I was working at Napa, one of the owners, he was a drag racer. And he would go... There's there's weekends he'd win twenty five thirty thousand dollars, right? But there's weekends that he would spend that after well, he blew a motor up and blew a right, transmission absolutely. and this that and the other. But what I'm saying is, you go to the NHRA and you put him in that pro stock division right there, and he's not walking away with much more if he wins. Right. I mean, you you look at the you look at Top Fuel Dragster and Top Fuel Funny Car. These guys, after every round, they're coming back in and tearing the motor completely apart replacing parts in it after every round so you 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 do the math and add up the cost on that versus what you win i mean if i'm going to go out and spend money and and start a race team i'm not looking at nhra I, i'm sorry i mean i like drag racing and everything like that but you look at cost versus reward it, it's just not there <laughs> exactly right and, and that's where i think you're you're losing that and and to brandon's question there no i i, I really don't see the, the the one thing they do have going for their the the good to them is the fact that gander mountain I, the dude must be a race fan honestly um because he, he stepped up he sponsored the series here so maybe that helps them uh kind of pick up their feet you know what I'm saying? And get themselves going again. That's what you hope. That's what you hope. 
but in, in uh, realistic terms, I think you're you're going to be more entertaining value watching two guys going down uh, thirty one for pinks. Yeah, and <laughs> and with and now another thing too we we haven't really discussed is you look at um what's the show on Monday night Street Outlaws. So you take, and I'm not even just saying that. I'm just saying grudge racing in general. Right. You got a lot of guys out here, you know, finding a back road somewhere and grudge racing for ten thousand dollars. Why? Why are they going to go run NHRA? Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it, and granted, those guys that are dropping ten G on a on a race, they're they're not a dime a dozen. It's not like there there's loads of them, but still, right. I mean, they're out there. And those are the guys though that have the money to get themselves to these higher series. So. I, I think you're exactly right there. I think something does need to come come in. Maybe you you run the, uh, drag racing with another series here to try to pull both of these series in. So maybe you know you you run the uh, the drag series on a Saturday uh, in, in uh, uh, that coincides with the NASCAR schedule. That that does something that that brings the drag racing fans over to a series and you hope that, that you can grab some because drag racing, like Brad said, it, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a niche market. So you hope that you can grab some of those fans and bring them over to your series. But at the end of the day, it's really them trying to coattail off you right now, but I think it needs to be done. Maybe the truck series, both can well, mountain. What I, what I think needs to happen as far as like the NHRA and I think would be cool because since this is up and coming, and a lot of people are going to these world, style yeah. races, the no prep races. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about here, but, you know, these guys, and a lot of them are street racers. They go to, you know, say IRP, and they do a no prep race. That's where they don't prep the track. You go down, and it is what it is. And, I mean, it's sketchy, don't me wrong, but you could take a weekend. And, and that's another thing with NHRA. You know, it, it's, it's not a one-day race. It's a whole weekend. They start qualifying on Friday. They qualify Saturday. You have uh, elimination round Sunday. Then you have, you know, uh, the finals on Monday. That's the U.S. Nationals, at least. Now, other other tracks and other races, they'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But you, you get a lot of your comp classes in there, too. But I think if you could add some of that no prep or some of that grudge racing in with it, you, you draw all those fans of that style racing in. So that's more ticket sales coming through the gate. That's more participants coming through the gate. It's it's adding, it, it's bringing a new style into it and adding some resurgence to to NHRA that that desperately needs help right now. Uh, Camping World's not going to be their savior. They need more than just that sponsor. I would really like to see Mike Dunn, which was a previous NHRA racer, and he was also a commentator for a while for NHRA. He now runs IHRA. I would like to see Mike Dunn take over the NHRA and see what he can do. And I think he could really do, he could maybe not bring it back to what it was, but he could, he could bring some new life into it. Right. And, and I think like you, you hit on here is with, with the, the missing of force here, um, things like that, that is, that's taking a hit there. Cause name another big, big name in, in drag cars that a lot of people walking down the line. Cause that was one, if you were into racing, you knew that name. Yep. You you uh, still know that name. You, you about knew... the only other one that's as big as Force is uh, Schumacher, Don Schumacher Racing. But but Force is a household name. I mean, anybody that – most people that don't even follow drag racing 
have heard John Force. That's exactly what I'm. You don't have you you need that that person right now, and you don't have it, uh, especially uh, with 2020 kind of taking away that that racing team up force, like we've talked about many of times. Um, so that's that's another kind of unfortunate hit there. It's it's like uh, NHRA's in a, a heavyweight title fight right now with Mike Tyson and they are getting the living heck beat out of them. Yeah, they're getting rocked. <laughs> yes, they're getting great gazooed. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But yeah, so that that's where it stands with NHRA. If something doesn't happen and and some changes made, they're like I said, within five, ten years, they may not be around. Right, absolutely. And I, I do correct myself there. Your, your dad got me. Uh, I was saying Camping World, uh, or uh, I was saying Gander Mountain. See, now I got Camping World in my head. Uh, and I was meaning Camping World there. So, um, but, uh, so we move on away from uh, drag racing here. There was a little bit of uh, dirt action. You said we uh, we crown a midget champion. Who'd you say? Uh, who'd you say won the midgets there? Uh, Chris Windham, twenty twenty USAC midget champion. So I know it was what was it? Teamez him and uh, uh, or was it T Mac? Who was it going up? There's three of them going forward. I know. Yeah, it was T Mac Windham and I can picture I can picture it and I just can't think of his name. He won one of the uh, runs at Midget Week, I think, here in Indy. Yes, he did. Uh, Who's in the NOS Energy? Is that uh, T Mac? That's Wyndham. Okay. Um, yeah. See, I'm, I'm still learning my my dirt guys here, but uh, I am the those midgets, man. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we've talked about it before. Just absolute controlled chaos there, and that's something they are. Uh, I've been rocking a little bit more on the sim, and man, you just talk about absolute just uh, throttle control. It is an absolute nightmare. You give that thing a little too much throttle. They start doing wheelies. Power to weight ratio is just intense. So I can't imagine trying to wheel one of those in real life with the the, the threat of your life in danger, with uh, the threat of this dude two inches away from you, life in danger, uh, the fan's life. Because when those things go tumbling, they go tumbling. Uh, I, I mean, you just talk about some some gigantic cojones in some of these guys. And I think the midget, I used to think IndyCar guys had, had the biggest guns in the uh, racing world. But after watching a midget race this year, I, I'm sorry guys in, in IndyCar, but those, those guys in the midget world, they, they got you a little bit. They got you. Now the biggest cojones is the MotoGP. The, the Isle of man stuff. <laughs> Man, those guys are insane. Uh, you were talking uh, about MotoGP here before the uh, the show and Valentino Rossi. Did he take that win? No, he didn't win. I was watching, uh, it was Portugal this morning. And uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the guy's name that won because I can't pronounce half of their names anyways. Um, <laughs> he was from Portugal, so it was his home GP and he nice. won it. That's cool. And on a KTM. So see, that's, that's something else that's cool in MotoGP. You got KTMs coming in and running where it used to be Yamaha and Ducati battled it out. And then you had Honda in there too. And now you got KTM, Honda, Yamaha, Ducati. I think you have Aprilia maybe in there now too. So MotoGP is still strong. Uh, there, but the downside of MotoGP and F1 both is the races come on too early. 
After time, you don't even know the run. It's like your face huh? when you say the race has come on too early. I know. Hey, next week, I think the uh, um, gosh, where are they at? Uh, F1, it's a 10 10 though. Bahrain, is, is that correct? Bahrain next week, I believe so. The race is at 10 10. So <laughs> it's like a almost a normal style race here. So that'll be good. Hold on, we got to catch back up here. To some of these, uh, some of these uh, comments. Since said, was it Klausmeyer that we were talking about in the midgets? Possibly, yes. Okay, and then to answer Austin here, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. Uh, Brandon's saying they do share some of the tracks with NASCAR, but I, I think going back to that topic there real quick is I, I, I really think they need to coattail off of a, a series, not just share some. They need to straight up go to somebody and say, we need help. We need to to work together to kind of pull together for – because the fans want it too. I mean, we we as fans, we want these these weekend events at our city, at our tracks, at our, uh, you know, our stages here. We want to, to see – because I think it's cool when the uh, – where is it? Uh, uh, Long Beach, St. Pete, one of those uh, tracks before and after the IndyCar race – they run the trucks. So like the, the pro, the, what Robbie Gordon runs the, the rally stadium. Tr stadium trucks. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, why not do something like that? I think that is so cool when they, they put together uh, kind of a weekend experience outside of just watching the same car go out there, qualify, run the race and, and be done with it. So uh, that I, I think that's what you need to do to, to kind of pick that up. But and, and I agree to an extent, but you know how they were talking last year, and we did see it this year about uh, the NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader weekends. Myself, I'm not a fan of it. I, you know, I, I especially since IndyCar has been gain, gaining steam, and NASCAR's kind of been going downhill. So, like you said, they're trying to ride the coattails. So I, I kind of, I would have told NASCAR, "Nah, we're good." We, we can do our own thing and you do your own thing and well, not what, saying I'm see NASCAR go away anywhere, but I, I would like to see IndyCar get back to being the top series of racing in America. That's where I, if I'm IndyCar, you got to leverage your, your worth there and say, yeah, that's fine, but you got to bring the money because we're not bringing it this time. You're, that's true. You're ponying it up here. So that, and, that's and you can take advantage of something like that too, because that's where the, the NHRA could bring, uh, a little better fan experience with the money that they they give to NASCAR or whoever it may be to to bring these along with them, kind of the the traveling circus, if you will, of racing. So, um, and, and that would be a good a good link up is NASCAR and NHRA because they're both struggling series. So so you both help each other out to get back and and gain some momentum and gain some strength. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. So we will move on, though. So uh, uh, Brett Switch. Taylor, I know uh, he says, send it, get it done. He's going to be sending it down to Daytona here soon. Uh, Austin Taylor, that's his dad. He's going to be heading out there. And we got Mel out there. She's up there as well chatting with us. They're all going to be heading out to Daytona. I want to say it's just under 40 days away now, maybe right over 40. We're right at that 40. 30, 38. Yesterday it was uh, 39 days, I believe. So today it's 38, and we got what? We got, you're talking about Daytona Kart Race, right? Yep, absolutely. 
Okay, so we got Kaysen's going down too. H2K Racing will be down there. Um, Asher will be down there with uh, Amax Racing. I've seen that. That was a cool little video that Amax did. Yeah. Yep. For the for team drivers and for Asher and everybody, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, so yeah, Daytona Kart Week's about to fire up in 38 days. Absolutely, looking forward to that. I know Kaysen's got a deal too, guys, uh, to help a, a, a little racer out. If you guys are uh, needing, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but check out H2K Racing. They've got a Milwaukee like tool bag and and something else going along with what? it. Yeah, you can buy into it. Say again. Wasn't it a welder in there too? See, exactly. I want to say it's something to do with yeah. So you can check out H2K Racing. Uh, we'll share the link here a little later after the show, and you guys can uh, buy into a raffle and, and help Kaysen uh, with his season there next year. So kind of a, a, a cool way to to support is uh, maybe maybe win something there. So uh, really cool thing. and Win-win for everybody. Right, exactly. So I, I want to say maybe 12-9. Uh, is the cutoff for that. So like I said, we'll share that on the page here. We'll get that out to you guys. And as always, it's so cool to see everybody supporting those young drivers. Did you see the video case posted yesterday? Uh, he was down at Whiteland and run, uh, I believe it was a mini swift motor. He was running a two cycle. Yep. Dude, he was wheeling it. Yeah. Yeah. He, know, he he's pretty smooth on the track. That's I, he is. I, I really like watching him. Uh, I think next year, will be fun to watch him uh, really progress there in the, the karting scene over uh, not only at Whiteland, but uh, as he tries for a, uh, what is that? Is that uh, WKA that they? Yeah, they, yeah they're going to do some uh, WK national events, and I believe uh, Asher well, is too because Asher's stepping up in class next year too. Right. But what's He's the uh, 206s. What's the series that they run with Daytona, Charlotte, uh, Newcastle? Okay, what's the fourth one on that? The fourth one? You got uh Charlotte, you've got Daytona, Newcastle. Do you know the uh, fourth on that one? Well they'll they'll run sure they run several different tracks. It's not just uh Well those are their four it's, it's like probably I imagine ones, I the national series is probably at least a ten race series, I believe. Cause I know in the Enduros, when I when I ran Enduros, we would run Charlotte twice a year. We would run Daytona. Uh I want to say Road Atlanta was a WK race. Um, trying to remember. But see, you can all now, I don't know if it's still this way. You used to be able to, like, I ran um, the Great Lakes series. Mm -hmm. And our points, some of our points, like three, I believe it was three races from that series, we could transfer points into the WK series. I gotcha. So I'm I'm not sure what all WKA has on the I don't I don't even know if it's still called the Grand National Series. That's what it used to be called for the sprint carts was the Grand National Series or the Gold Cup. I, I don't know what all races they still run. I mean now Daytona they run the big track. Uh Charlotte. Well there's there's a sprint track there too. Now Charlotte there's a sprint track or used to be, I don't know if it still is. There used to be a sprint track inside the oval. So while the Enduros would be out running on the big track, all the sprint carts would be in run on the sprint cart track. I That's how I met Danica Patrick this time. 
I've seen that on iRacing, like when you're sitting there waiting for it, and then you're in VR, and you're hovering mm-hmm. above the track. Oh, look at that. There's a little go-kart track. <laughs> there is. And it's a pretty nice track, too. I, I wouldn't say it's as nice as Newcastle or Whiteland. Well, yeah, because a lot of those tracks at that point, they're kind of uh, built around the infield. They're also used for probably traffic during the uh, the race days and race weekends, stuff like that. Uh, now, the track at Charlotte, no, it's not because it was fenced off. Oh, okay. You couldn't okay. you couldn't drive no vehicles over it. Besides, it was it was strictly for racing carts. Gotcha. Very nice. Yeah. So that's that's cool, at least. So <clears throat> I'm trying to think here. What else we got to? You know what day it is, Tommy boy? <laughs> it's slide. Job. Job. Sunday with the monsters of dirt. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Let them know where it's at today. 305s will be firing off at Lernerville, which ah, Lernerville. That 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 tracks um it's a fun track, don't be wrong. But uh if you get too far over that cushion, you're down there with the boats and the <laughs> yeah. and the school buses and stuff. <laughs> the Nina, uh, the Pinta, the Santa Marie. <laughs> right. And then uh the 360s will be firing off at Kokomo. So we'll have a little short track action for the 360s which Lernerville is kind of a short track, but I don't. Is is Lernerville bigger than Kokomo, or are they the same size? Uh, I I wouldn't say Lernerville would be a little bigger. I could be wrong on that one, but I I would think Lernerville is a little bigger on that end. But uh, Lernerville is a little, just a little bit bigger. I'm looking forward to it because I actually get to run both of them because Prick's payment taking the next two weeks off for the Thanksgiving break, so. It's uh, CWTV's got a little, little break here this week because uh, uh, we finished up um, trucks a couple weeks ago with the ECRS. Which, by the way, real quick, speaking of ECRS, let's touch on that real quick because if you are a road racer, if you like those Mazdas, you like them Miatas, come on out to a fun race that they're having on. I, I want to say it's three dollars to join. They're gonna split the. It's it's kind of a a little fundraiser for their their next season. Um, so it's $3 to join, and half of it goes to the top three. The other half goes to the points fund there. Uh, it is broadcasted um, on CWTV. We're going to have some fun on it, and it's, it's going to be a good time there. So if you're into that, come on out, have a good time, and then you guys just slide in at the, the last – like the the I'm gonna say the eighth inning here because I think there's still just a few spots, a few spots left here. You're gonna have to let me know, Mr. Schroeder, but I I do believe there's a few spots here left in that truck series that uh, CWR got themselves a uh, a team in. So they're going yes. up against the Imperial Boys and the rest of the ECRS. Yep, me and me and the ass so far is our team. I think. Uh... Daniel said we have a couple more drivers that uh, oh, I'm going to call them out joining. right now. I, I don't know so, if you watch, but Justin Guthrie, yeah. if you're on there, you're watching. I know Daniel's getting a hold of you. You please. I run with Guthrie on the Tuesday with the NSRL and trucks. He's my teammate in trucks. And Kyle's okay. like, uh, man, Guthrie never talks. And I was like, uh, Guthrie talks to me the entire race, man. Like, I'll be chatting to him. He calls, uh, we, we call this our uh, birth control hour because he hears the kids running around in the background. He's like, every every Tuesday I get on here and I realize I don't want kids. Right. 
Good morning, Dwayne. Uh, Scott says that there's five spots left right now. All teams are sold. So, okay. So what that means then is you got to come into a recruitment race and it's like the NBA draft now is these guys, these owners are now looking at the drivers to fill these seats. So the owners, it's all in the owner's hands. Now you got to slip a 20 to an owner. You got to, you got to, you know, do whatever you got to do to, to get on a team. Now it's, it's out of your hands. You just got to drive. So, uh, hopefully don't, don't make that. Don't discourage that though. Cause they also, they're going to do, uh, um, kind of what we saw with the, uh, the first season with the pricks of payment there in, uh, instead of doing a full modified season next year, they're going to take that modified. They're going to split it up between the modified and the super late model. Yep. So each, each week it's going to, excuse me, go back and forth. And I don't know if you've uh, heard this news or not, but there's a merger in iRacing. Merger. The ECRS and the NSRL have come together as as one. Together. Right now on CWTV. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that. That's news to me. <laughs> so that and that's really cool that you see because I and and when I say this. Anybody watching, don't take any offense to this. If I call your league, if if I've called your league, anything like that. But that Wednesday league with the NSRL, one of the absolute cleanest cup series I have ever watched. Not not I, only I, called. I, I'm talking. These guys are cleaner. Some weeks more more clean than the professionals guys. The the guys in the esports one. And it's like okay, they know how to do it and they're fast too. Very competitive. So to see a, a solid league like the ECRS that's, that's ran very well there by Scott and then to join together with the the NSRL, I'm excited there. I know there's a lot of other leagues. I'll tell you uh, another fun one I just started here. Was, uh, the Monday Night League? Yes. Outcast. Yep. If, if you guys want to look into that, Outcast, it's a uh, sprint car, 305. Uh, these guys came out and they had a good time and. Here's, here's and he says Outcast. Yes, it is run by uh, B- uh, Big Boy and Andre Three Stacks. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So black me feels so fresh and so fresh and so, so clean, fast clean, and so clean, clean. Not on the dirt, not on the dirt. Um, but they um uh, where was I going with the, uh three oh fives? They do a great job. So it's a, it's a really guys. This is this is a a group here with the three hundred fives. If you if you want to come out, you want to have a good time. Again, it's a complete joke, but this is something you, you hear on the radio. <clears throat> is they got guys from from all over the world in this Outcast League. There's a Canadian guy was joking around with uh, one of the Americans the the last week, and the guys like is uh, anybody from Alabama in here? Somebody's like, yeah. He's like, who do you guys make fun of? And he just laughed at that. He's like, what? And he's like, well, everybody makes fun of people from Alabama all over the United States. So we just kind of wondering who you made fun of. He's like, oh, Canadians. (laughs) 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 So then the Canadian chimed in. It was just perfect. Brad's going to chime in now. (laughs) Exactly. But it's just like that, guys. It's fun. That's a a really good league. I'm looking forward to getting to know those guys a little more, but uh, a little 305 action. And they did a little bumping out there, but overall it was a, a, a pretty clean 
run race. It's a fairly new league there, so so give yeah. them a little time to grow. I watched it. It looked pretty good, and like I said, I'll, I'm going to run Monday night, so I'll be out there running with them. And, uh, I think Chummy yeah, joined, I, too, so you got Triscuits with you. Oh! <laughs> Chum Dog Millionaire. He's got the uh, Triscuits with him. Chummy and his Triscuits, buddy. He had the Ritz this uh, week. It was all Ritz. Was it Ritz? <laughs> yeah, he was, um, little edible plates. Going back to the Outcast League, uh, they're they're not only they're they're doing some cool things over there because I'm I'm following them on Facebook too. You know, they ran a, a street stock enduro race the other night, and they're actually getting into some uh, asphalt endurance racing and stuff like that. They ran a, a race at Indy, I believe, the Indy Road Course yesterday or last night. I'm not sure what cars they were using, but I'm I'm down to do some of that with them too. So, you know, they're they're another up and coming league. I mean, of course, you know, as far as dirt goes, you, you got Monsters of Dirt, you got the Outcast League now. Um, maybe in the future we might even see ECRS uh, dive into the dirt a little bit, Scott. Maybe. Then the the four tent. I know it's a it's kind of a weird time to to hop in and and have some fun, but I do do the four tens on Friday morning as well. So if you guys are interested in the four tens, that's with the uh, the teammates there from Drop a Gear, the guys down under, and DJP. I give DJP a hard time. He uh uh was sitting top time for about four minutes out of the five in qualifying. And I go into the lobby and I was like, guys, 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 time out. And this is the general lobby. They all sit in the same same chat. And I was like, this is about the most 2020 thing about to happen. DJP's about to get up. Uh, and once I say that, a dude hops on top of him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. And who is DJP? He's the owner of the, the Battle Over the Pacific. He's one of the guys on Drop of Gear there. But I, I love giving him a hard time. He's one of those guys that you, you can just beat him up there. He's a he's a punching bag, if you will. He uh, he takes it very well, but you give him a hard time because he, he he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter where the wreck is, and, and it's not on his fault, but he's gonna find it. He's oh, gonna, that's kind of like me. He's gonna find it. It's gonna find him. Let's say like it's gonna it's like Taylor in the ECRS. You'll learn that here. He's a he's we call him the football. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that, but the, the four tenths. So then I said, you guys are just about put the nail in 2020 about having DJP on the top of the board here. That had me, had me a little nervous there, but they got a really good team there. I'll tell you, if you want to, uh, look up any decent teams here, uh, that, that kind of run a little different group of things. Um, and the guys on my team are going to hate me for saying this, if they hear it, but. The uh, the Frog Leap Boys, they're they're a team out of Australia, um, and they uh, they run road course, they run dirt. Typical Australia, really good at those two two aspects of the racing. I mean, phenomenal. And uh, they go out there, they stream a lot of stuff. So if you guys are looking for uh, some interesting streamers there, check out those guys. I know Cooper Dunn, he's on here quite a bit. He's one of those guys. He said, uh, one day I was interviewing him. He's like, yeah, I'm ready for my chin wag. What? His what? I was like, What's a chin wag? He's like a chat, a conversation. I'm like, oh, right on. Let's have a chin wag. Then. All right. We're chin wagging <laughs> right now. So, exactly. We need to make a shirt. Come chin wag with us. <laughs> there we go. That's good stuff. So yeah, you, you learned some, uh, 
some new uh, words when you when you uh, run around with the Australians down there uh, late night, early morning. I'm still waiting to get a package of Billetong in the mail, though. <laughs> right? I, I saw some the other day. I don't know if that, because somebody opened some. I was watching something, and, like, their initial reaction was just like a, whoo. Like, that must be some strong stuff. I, I do want to try. I like some jerky. I'm waiting for some deer jerky. Anybody around the Indiana area got some deer jerky, man. Deer jerky is pretty tasty. Unfortunately, right now, I can't have any jerky. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. See, I just, I, I, the way I look at it, if you eat it, like you can enjoy it, but then the, the night on the treadmill just turned to an hour. Like, it's no longer 30 minutes, it's 60 now. Right. And you got to kind uh, of jog now. It's a, it's a light jog. I'm I'm not eating no Vegemite. Sorry, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing a Vegemite it. sandwich. No, nope, I'm said, good on that. You you can have all that you want. I come from a land down under. <laughs> That's not. I don't think I could ever do that. <coughs> what? Fried, like fried Vegemite, Vegemite in general. It's no. Kinda like. Uh, uh, spam Vienna sausage <laughs> to type of deal. I'm not none of those things. There was one day at Whiteland, man. This is, you're you're out of the go kart track. You see, I'm sure you've seen some people eat some weird things out of. The, oh yeah, dude just popped open a can of Vienna sausage and started eating. Uh, oh, oh gosh. Oh, Rodney will do that. You know Rodney. Oh gosh. Yeah, he'll he'll bust open a can of Vienna and just sit there, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do. Makes me just—I got a taste in my mouth right now. Ooh. Right? Oh man, that's some good stuff. I—I I gotta give uh, Dwayne a big shout out there. Appreciate. It. I, I was able to uh, uh, meet Dwayne last week. We were able to uh, get some lunch. Appreciate that, Dwayne. And he—he uh, he hooked me up. I got two uh, uh, back. You know the old tire pods off of the uh, the old uh, uh, DW12s, I believe it was. Yep. I got two of those, one from uh, Carlos Munoz and the other from Ryan Hunter Ray. The Carlos Munoz, I was looking at it, the coolest thing on that is uh, the P1 award. I don't know. I, I need to do a little more uh, research to see which one that was. But uh, I noticed the uh, the P1 award was at the uh, the bottom of the, the thing there. So that was a, a pretty cool uh, addition there, if you will. Yeah. I'm, I'm still holding out. Uh, our buddy Hogue's got the piece that I want. Oh, uh, Tracy. Paul, geez, <laughs> yeah, I, I want exactly. that. <laughs> yep. I saw somebody uh, post earlier in a uh, IndyCar chat. I was telling you about that. They uh, post pictures of Conway's accident from back in what, 2001 with Ryan yep. Hunter Ray. And we talked about uh, that when I met uh, Dwayne. And we discussed that wreck. You know, that's, and any day I talk about that, anytime I, I go to think about that, I, I get just chills up my my spine thinking number one that I, I witnessed that, but number two that both of those drivers and everybody walked away from that accident is just absolutely incredible. But uh, I, I posted a picture of the what was part of that back wing that is uh, right behind us where we are not today because we're doing a little yeah. moving around I, I, in here. You're talking. About. Yep, absolutely. So uh, you know just. Uh, uh, I, I like that uh, kind of little, uh, what, do they, what do they call that, uh, memorabilia, if you will. Kind okay. of an interesting, uh, interesting piece of uh, 
racing history. I'll tell you another thing. I, I was about to throw him away last year, and I'm glad I didn't. But when I was on the uh, pit box for Chase Elliott when I worked at Napa there and got that opportunity, um, I, I collected some lug nuts. And okay. last year I about threw them away. And I'm glad I didn't because those are obsolete now. Those, right. You'll never see a lug nut. I mean, you will see a lug nut in NASCAR, but they won't be sweeping up piles of lug nuts. Right. Right. I mean, it was a pile. I was like, can I grab some of these? He was like, yeah, dude, go ahead. You grab as many yeah. as you want. And, and I have mixed emotions on that. Uh, he, as far as the the doing the, the one lug from a safety aspect, that's great. I mean, that's that's the way to go. And in, in my honest opinion, that one lug, you get the wheel on there, the one lug, you're good to go. Now, on the flip side of that, from a fan aspect of it, you're taking away the 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 coolness of the the pit stop, Tommy boy. Give him your your gun impression. <laughs> See, so yeah, so I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I think it's it's a it's a move in the right direction. But like I said, from a fan aspect, it kind of takes the the cool factor of the pit stop away. And Dwayne, to answer that. Um, my chassis is going to the chassis jig Friday, so he should be done with that. I imagine in a week or two, then it goes sandblaster and then you'll have it. And I ordered a couple, um, paint swatches from that place. You uh, sent me the link to, they should be here this week so I can match up and then I'll order a bag of paint. We'll be good. This dude is on it. He is ready to race next year. Yeah. I got to get it tore down. I should have some time here. Uh, this week with the uh, uh, Thanksgiving holiday and everything like that. So uh, um, really looking forward to that, guys. Uh, again, if you uh, are, are looking for a little uh, uh, powder coating, you need some some paint done to your chassis here in the off season. hit up Dwayne and uh, as well, BW Sports 1 on that page. They shared the, the tease. That's uh, another good thing that he's got is on the off season you get a little hitting practice in, not racing related, but hey, still uh, gonna help out help out Dwayne here. The, he's, he sells some really fine quality tees there. So these are badass. Yeah, I mean, if you got a kid that just that plays tee ball or just needs you know practice, those those tees are yeah they're awesome. And you can do them in any color combination you want to. And that's what. Uh, um, Dwayne says those nuts are three dollars and fifty cents each. Right. On top of that, they paint them because, or, or I, I'm pretty sure they do because the ones I got were yellow. Not all of them were yellow. I don't believe. I think that's glue, isn't it? Is that what that is? I think, I think the that yellow is the glue the... that adheres it to the wheel, so that way when they throw the wheel on there, just okay. I'm with you. So, uh, but okay, so there. I mean, you got the glue on that. So, uh, which obviously that's a uh, uh, something you can't reuse but for them just to sweep that's probably uh you know five hundred dollars that they're just sweeping up on bit lane oh probably more than that you figure what 31 cars at you figure three pit stops 16 lugs or no 20 lugs um so you're talking 60 lugs a team yeah that's that's some money you so said they they actually come yellow and then they glue them on but still uh, uh, real fast uh rich Murtaugh here 
Um, are you talking powder coating? If you need powder coating, yeah, he's talking hit the yep. up on here. And then as far as the black chrome, he can do any color you need, but if he doesn't have it, you'll have to pay for the bag of uh, powder. How about that? Just looking at yep okay um so yeah it's uh um it that is you just kind of uh wonder what the cost is but then again I mean at the same I I'd like to see the cost ratio compared because you know that obviously the one lug that's that's a more expensive lug and I don't know do they reuse that one yeah that'll be the same lug throughout the whole race unless they cross thread it or tear it up or something that'll be that'll be but then they're gonna pitch those four at the end of that one so you that's probably a twenty dollar twenty five maybe thirty i don't know i would imagine i'm picturing an axle nut compared to lug nuts because i used to work at napa so i can picture the the price of that i imagine that's probably you know a nice machine nut so it's it's probably I'm gonna say at least a hundred bucks. Yeah, so, I mean, so right there, you uh, that that's not cheap in itself. There, you just kind of uh, something a, that goes unnoticed or not maybe unnoticed but unseen, I guess. When uh, you you come to think of racing at that that uh, type of level, is even just hold, hold the wheels on is expensive. Oh, most most definitely, most definitely, but. You you have to think of it this from this point of view. So even if it is a hundred bucks, even if it's two hundred bucks for that wheel nut, so you got you're talking eight hundred bucks. Okay, so what, what price do you put on your life? Oh, absolutely, I'm with you there, hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like when you go in there, people, you, you, it's not something you you would think. Honestly, you think of tires, you think of wheels, you think of stuff like that, but you don't think of nuts and bolts adding up into this huge part of your budget okay so Dwayne just said center lugs for indy cars aren't cheap and they reuse them all season so there you go i mean if you can use that one you know wheel nut all season long i i say in the long run you're saving money you just better hope you don't crawl you better have the best uh uh gunman on the, the line not to mess that thread up either that or a really good uh, uh tap and die guy one of, the two. <laughs> one of the two in your shop there hopefully oh man that's some good stuff guys you got anything else here today um no not really i'm i'm gonna probably hop off here and Hop on the sim for a little bit and get ready for the Packer Colts game. There you go. They got the early game, I assume. Uh, four o'clock, oh, four thirty. Okay, All around. So very good there. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in here today. We want to give a big shout out there as always to our realtor, Sean, the rock star realtor. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Tucker there. We got. Uh, we got John Wayne Buzzard over there at First Financial Bank, so it, it's a perfect pair there. You need some some money. You gotta you gotta work on a loan to buy a house there. Two two guys, great guys. We'll we'll help you out. Get they'll get it done. A Bruzy Racewear USA. It's sim time, guys. Time may be out. I, I, you might have a day or two left. I'm not 100 percent sure on the deadline, but. If you want that customized stuff, jack into them as quick as possible. Bruzy Racewear USA 
Oralex Acoustics, the butt kicker gamer too. As always, www.bwsports1.com for all the what? Hap, hap, hap means. You know it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here today at CWTV. I'm oh, Tommy don't Boy. Get our buddy, let's forget our Harmon Designs. He's going to be doing the CWR uh, team trucks. Ooh. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. No, no, absolutely. They appreciate that. So, uh, uh, yeah, again, I'm Tommy Boy. I'm Howdy. And we are Checkers and Wreckers. We will always remind you to drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the road there, guys. Peace. Thank you so much. We'll see you.